Hey, After Buzz, welcome to another shameless after show here on After Buzz TV. Today is episode three of season nine, Weirdo Gallagher Vortex. That's right. And we have a blessing here. We will stay on the air until we have reached enlightenment. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. We've got the full panel. We've all been checked for STDs. We've gotten rid of the BS Amy Shane and Jamie rule of they're not going to be here while we're here. We've got the full <laughs> panel. Haley Clover. What's up, Phil? <laughs> Juliet Viber. What's up, guys? She's back. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> and JJ Jurgens hey is back. Hi, Woo-hoo. JJ. Hi, guys. We've got a jam-packed episode of this after show for you. Not only are we breaking down everything that is happening from the Weirdo Gallagher Vortex, including, of course, what is happening with Carl, including Debbie figuring out her sexuality, Ian's spiritual search, defending whites everywhere, uh, and everything (laughs) in between. So much more. We... We've got great news and gossip for you. In fact, um, some great news about Lip as an actual parent in real life. (laughs) And then uh, we're going to do some trivia. We teased it last time, so this week we are going to do a trivia round. Hopefully we don't don't put ourselves to shame, if you will. It's quite possible. (laughs) That's right. But before we begin any of that, what was your overall thoughts on the episode? Haley, kick us off. Um, I thought that it was... Probably my least favorite of the three so far. Um, Not that anything was, like, bad about the episode or whatever. I just really liked the other two. Um, I think it progressed some of the storylines further, though, so it it needed to happen. It was just one of those, like, transitional episodes for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, A lot of (coughs) moments that were rather funny. I was smiling throughout the whole episode. But it's true that when it comes to Shameless, I kind of live for those jaw-dropping moments. And this episode was a little bit lacking of those. I see. Got to agree with the other two ladies. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I think this is a great season so far. But, yeah, there wasn't that moment that I was just like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, kind of miss. Well, there were definitely moments when you're left wondering kind of, well, did that just happen? Whether it be yeah. Carl in particular with him taking care of the dogs, which is continuation, of course. But then uh, Lip certainly had a oh, my God moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the reason that it wasn't, uh, we saw it in the previews from last week for this week so we knew he was going to do that which I think is why it wasn't so like oh my god I can't believe he just did that it's because we were expecting it we just didn't know how it was going to happen well the how was definitely shocking <laughs> but let's uh, let's first off make everyone feel welcome here let's make sure we're 100% certified safe at the alibi what did you guys think of the storyline <laughs> of just, just making sure that we go from the the world's number one rapey bar to essentially, I don't know, at least maybe number two, if not number three. Yeah, we've all signed consent forms this evening to sit here on the panel with Phil. <laughs> That's right. I gotta say, I liked all the, like, snapshots of the different, like, rapey <laughs> things along the bar, because I don't think we've maybe noticed those, like, before in other episodes. Right. So it was pretty funny when they took a moment to highlight all of them, and then it'd be like... Yeah, we're kind of rapey. <laughs> yeah, I think I enjoyed those too. I thought they were really funny. And um, I also enjoy how the show's using what's out in the media. Me Too is always a big uh, topic of conversations, and those conversations are very important. And they did it in such a shameless way that had us, you know, thinking and yet uh, laughing the whole time. So I really enjoyed that. But I also don't want some of that memorabilia was, was kind of funny. I don't want to see it leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think it. 
they always ask the questions that need to be asked. I think, you know, as far as that, they were very confused, and it's kind of they're kind of correct in their assumption. Like, wait, what's the what's the guidelines here? And no one could give them a straight answer. So I appreciate that they're at least trying to tackle that. Mm-hmm beyond just saying, like, oh, this is bad, but it's like, okay, if we want to change, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. So I thought, I thought fun storyline, and uh, what did you guys think of Kev's logo? <laughs> oh, Kev. Kev's my fave. Um, yeah, I, I love him, but I don't know if that was more of a, a logo or, like, a full-on art project for him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, but, but the final result, does it... Does it Make it you doesn't feel safe. stimulate me to want to go in and drink at, uh, at the alibi. I see. Okay. I liked it. I think he needs to laminate it, though, because you just put a piece of paper. <laughs> someone's going to do gonna something. It's going to get wet. Yes, exactly. Uh, I don't know with what fluids, but we're gonna, that's in a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want T-shirts, too. Forget them all white. I want, I want those T-shirts. <laughs> I'd wear those. I have to say, I also, because um, we always like Kermit and the other guys at the bar that have been there for, like, all the season. But then there was the new guy that just, like, I like him. had his dick out at the bar. <laughs> Carl. Oh, no, it wasn't <laughs> was, Carl. It was something similar to that, though, but yeah. he was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think that was my favorite part of the episode. It's just seeing these men who are so who have lived in this world where it has been. It was never okay to act this way, but at least they would always have a pass and would keep on acting a certain terrible way. And just having them utterly confused to what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, was really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, um, speaking of things that that. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a weird duality because we're saying this, and yet all of a sudden there goes there goes V. <laughs> into action, mm-hmm. which you know what I like. Credit to Kev for allowing this. Well, I mean, that's I, always been something that's like really fun about their relationship is that they are so open to you know ways that they were making money or helping out the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. friends and family, or whatever, which would be the case this week. Yeah, so so she goes off to help Carl to make sure he gets the recommendation from the, from. Um, for West Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she makes it happen. What, what did you guys think of this? I love a good whip. That was a good <laughs> whip session. It made me want to get one of those. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Can I borrow yours? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you have my consent to borrow my whip. Great. <laughs> what color is it? Yeah, pink. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you know. I wouldn't have expected pink, but mm-hmm. I like Listen, it. Don't judge me. <laughs> You're surprising always. always. Congressman Whoopi. Um, the best part was that he just like let her come into the office, and she did that in the office. And then the secretary's uh, reaction was the best part of the show. She was just like so disgusted. Mm-hmm. And I love how they cut to all the other politicians we had, mm-hmm. Clinton, and like just like I felt like it was a wink to like this is not something that's new. This has happened in other offices. Mm-hmm. Trust oh, for us. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I I like the fact that it kind of it came back. You know, of course, Kevin V's past. Uh, you know, always seeing that, uh, especially again, just the duality of trying to make it less rapey to this. Uh, but I, I do appreciate the sentiment that, of course, uh, Kevin V still love the Gallaghers, and this is the level that they're willing to go for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it was good to see uh, Carl get his recommendation letter too, because it just means his storyline is going to move in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. You know, we hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Now, as far as Carl is concerned. Do we, I mean, it's interesting to see him. He's obviously doing some things. He's basically telling white lies, right? He, he picks up um, essentially ashes, but they're not the ashes of a dog. They're the ashes of just burnt down 
wood or whatever it is <laughs> and hands them off as this is this is your urn. Um, so, but the spirit's there, you know, and, and that's what I appreciate <laughs> about Carl is that at least his moral compass is pointed towards somewhere good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he totally means well for sure, but uh, seeing all of the, the dogs in the basement too, you're you're kind of like, oh, God, I just stole all those people's dogs, and they, they think that, you know, they're dead, which is, it's just funny to think that they're all, um, that they're all down there. Yeah. Carl always utilizes that space very well. I feel like each <laughs> summer it's a different project, down to the basement, something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it's unfortunate that, that we're not going to get to save more dogs, though. Now that he's got his recommendation, it's not like he has to work there, unless he gets his little cadet to shut down that place like we did with Cassidy. Right. I feel like he's an ally we're underutilizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could Just be right. saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back, but nonetheless. Any other thoughts on Carl and the congressman? No, I think it uh I think today's episode probably wrapped up that part of the the storyline for mm-hmm. us, so I think now we'll see something new. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of something new, Debbie is trying something new. Apparently something that she's tried before, but now she returns. It could have been a trivia question for later on. Well, you know what? It could be. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but regardless, what did you guys think of this storyline as far as her testing things out and being a little bit more curious? I mean, you know what? This this girl has gone through a lot, and she we forget how young she is. And I like that she's coming into her own, and that means trying out new things. So I'm all, I'm all for it. But is it, is it, do you think like this is her natural state, or it's just like I'm just going to try it just because it's in the moment? I think it's definitely more of a in the moment thing. But maybe we'll progress into something else, and it's it's part of her journey. Mm-hmm. All right, JJ. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Like, I like it. Like, I don't, I don't dislike it. I like that she has another, you know, female there on her side working with these guys. Um, so it's it's enjoyable to me. Yeah, for her, I think it's very much a passionate relationship because she has somebody um, that believes in the the same things and mm-hmm. is working towards the same type of goal. And I think for the first time, maybe in a while, she feels kind of recognized um, for who she is. And so I think that's kind of turning into this relationship, which, you know, eventually she may realize that's kind of all it was and it wasn't a fully sexual, um, you know, attraction. But who knows? And if it does turn into that, then that's great, too. Well, what's interesting is that they paired up her and Ian because they're (laughs) in a sense, they both kind of are preaching the same thing. And I was kind of I was surprised that Ian revoked Debbie's sort of feelings on this mm-hmm. um, and it would be interesting to see Ian kind of team up with her overall goal because they're not that dissimilar just slightly different ways And I, but I, I love the uh, putting on the, the dicks on the car <laughs> oh that was awesome that's great the fact that they created a like all female workshop of dick creators was <laughs> awesome uh, I think that's brilliant. I think that should be like sold everywhere. I'm gonna weld the dick onto your car next week. <laughs> I am Just in support. No, I am in support. Why do I get a dick on my car? Well, Why you know, not? Because someone needs a dick on their car, and it's gonna be you. So. 
don't know. I would love to see that driving down the streets of L.A. I would love it. There's Phil. (laughs) Why can't it be all the assholes that do wrong? Well, it can be also, but we just have to practice on someone's car, and um, yours is here. So. Uh, Okay. Good for me. Um, all right. I I think uh, Debbie calling out Ian was like the most shocking part of that uh, part of the episode for me, mm-hmm. um, because fa- somebody finally directly said it that you're not taking your meds, you're not on your meds. Because yeah. up until now, it's been, are you on your meds? Um, you know, asking him a question that he's not answering, and she's straight up like, dude, you're just a gal- a bipolar Gallagher that's not on his yeah. meds. Like, save yourself. How about you do that first before you save everybody else? That's a good, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and I'm very proud of Debbie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of her too as well. It's, it's important. That's what Gallagher's spirit is all about. It's telling it like it is, and he he needed to hear that for it was long overdue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and uh, so I guess let's kind of transition into that. Ian's on the spiritual quest, and he's asking all these questions. He's trying to find enlightenment, yet no one's given him the, I don't know, the easy answer in a way. You know, and uh, well, gosh, is there an easy answer to the question that he's asking? I don't think so. <laughs> but aren't these kind of religions all all set up to answer that question? I mean, this is we're getting into some slippery territory here, but this is what yeah. the show is posing. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, I think they gave him the answers that you would expect. Like the Catholic priest told him to know the Ten Commandments, and um, you know, the rabbi told him that it's. He needs to read the ten books of the Torah and all that kind of stuff. So I think they did give him the answers that you would have expected, but not the answer that he wanted, which was like a definite do this, this, and this, and then Shim will talk to you. Hmm. Which I love that he kept saying Shim at every single different (laughs) religious, like, you know. Absolutely. uh, JJ, you're nodding your head. No, because I just think that's what, you know, everybody searches for. Like, we Mm -hmm. want this, like... Tell tell me the answers. Tell me what you know, and it's like that. Heck that's yeah. the question everybody has. So if there was just a straight answer, that I mean, we'd yeah. all be on a totally different yeah. wavelength than we are now. Well, I, I I appreciated Frank's sort of direction for for Ian. You know, he kind of narrowed it down at least a little bit, and just said, "Here's here's what you got to go for." That was a that was a good Frank monologue. It was a very Frank. You know, all of a sudden he he talks somewhat intelligently again and you're kind of like oh my god this guy is great and then you know he gives you that and then you'll burn in hell (laughs) you're like yeah that's frank absolutely but okay so let me ask you this what is what is ian missing in his life that he he didn't have he had a purpose before he went to jail then he then he had a similar purpose in jail now his cause is bigger than it ever was we've never really touched base as far as him interacting with Let's call it his campaign managers, any one of those people. He's just kind of been soul-searching, but for what reason? Well, he definitely doesn't like the fact that it's turning violent. I think in the beginning it was just so much about love and equality and everyone, you know, getting along. And even in in jail, um, you know, he didn't want there to be any violence in the relationships between everybody. And I think now that he's come out and he sees that they're – the symbolic for burning vans and stuff um, as part of this religion, um, he's like, that is that was not my purpose. You know, I think he had maybe a bipolar moment when he was off his meds when he burned that van, and maybe now his moment's like, oh, my God, that's not what I wanted at all. So I think it's just way, like, going in a direction that he doesn't want to be um, a part of. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's just trying to find himself in this world. And that's not, you know, easy for anyone, especially someone who, who suffers with a bipolar disease. And I hope that, he, honestly, all I want for him is to go back to being an EMT because I think that's when he yeah. was at his best. And maybe use the following that he has, as you're saying, maybe there's a way to turn that around and have it less be about violence and more so about the core charity that this was in the beginning when he, uh, way, way before he was gay Jesus. Well, that, that, that's the surprise. You, you always hope to have a very captive audience, and so by that respect, I think he could, you know, he very much needs to, sh- sh- needs to communicate with them and say, hey, you know, I, I had it wrong. This is not the way, and I'm glad you pointed out, hey, like, he, he's the one who caused this. It's not like all of a sudden th- there was a core idea that was taken to an extreme by somebody else. Mm-hmm. He's the one who started this entire thing with violence. Well, and maybe that's what's really bothering him, too, is that he knows that, like, this was what he was told originally by Shim, and all of a sudden now he's getting maybe a totally different message, and now he's not getting any message at all. And it's like, how could that have been what you wanted me to do? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just confusing the shit out of him. Yeah, and in terms of religion, like, think about it. Prior to this, he didn't really have a relationship with religion. This kind of fell in his lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole, he was just. He was fighting against uh, for uh, equal rights, and this came all together. So now he's probably trying to figure out, well, all these people have faith in me. I don't have much faith in myself, and I don't know mm-hmm. if there is a higher power. It's just I think it's just so confusing at this point. Yeah. See, what did I say? For almost two, well, almost a season and a half, I've been saying he, he's going about it the wrong way. Yeah. And he needs a mentor. He needs to study. And, uh, yeah, I, I think whoever... You know, whoever sort of provides the example, I don't think it's going to be a traditional one. Right. You know. Yeah, I want him, to, his ex-boyfriend, to come back and put him back mm-hmm. in the right track. Mm. Trevor. Mm-hmm. Good call. Certainly, we don't need Mickey back. Yeah. No, Although yes, I just got I a thousand hate <laughs> messages. <laughs> yes, nope, we you did. did. Sorry, shameless fans. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> All we, right. we got our cameo last season. <laughs> I don't think we get to ask for one again. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's coming, <laughs> no. even if we ask for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope I hope that whatever Ian's searching for, he, he finds it sooner rather than later. And, you know, just kind of as a quick side tangent, we've the Gallaghers have really been spread apart this season. Mm-hmm. They haven't had... Usually we always get, like, a party. You know, that was, like, always the thing. We, we got one party... Or something or other, certainly a dinner scene, and mm-hmm. with the exceptional like breakfast for all of like thirty seconds between people coming in and out, we haven't had that. Mm-hmm. Very true. I was thinking too. I mean, I know we'll get to this in a bit, but I um, was thinking how long it's been since we saw Fiona and V sit down and her those two like even talk or hang out in a scene. I was like, that feels like it's been mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, times they are changing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's busy. <laughs> That's true. Well, someone who's definitely busy is Frank this episode because he is defending White. Oh, boy. And, <laughs> okay, so, so I love the camp because it was defend White as part of, like, the campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. And it just takes on so many interesting meanings. Uh, <laughs> number one, the racist side of it. But then number two, when we find out that... Um, he did something bad years ago, 
uh, he's now got to defend White for another reason. So it's it's a whole thing, and I, I love that subtext. Yeah, very ironic campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what, did you, what did you guys think of this whole storyline? I love how that he gets zapped. That, that's the <laughs> funny. I didn't even know that that was a thing. It's just like a dog. You get you get trained to not go in a certain area. It's really really smart. And it was a funny way to introduce it as well. Because at first you're like, oh, is he old? But you could hear that like crackling that sounded like electricity. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I love how this guy is supposed to be. He, he brought new hope with those scenes of him shaking all these people's hands. And it even seen that Frank was just had a turn in a way. It was just like, oh, this is an uplifting storyline. And yet again, of course, Shameless bringing the shame. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did have a moment of, oh, my God, this guy actually maybe could win. Like, Frank could actually yeah. pull this off until you see that. And then you're like, oh, yeah, they're screwed. <laughs> yeah, the f- uh, shoe dropped. The what? The shoe drops? Isn't that an expression? Sure. Yeah, the other shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it's, it's interesting. It's okay. um, English Fra- isn't your first yeah. language. <laughs> Frank's always able to s- spin it in a positive way. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting to see kind of Mo White get a sort of confidence and, and inadvertently certainly this wasn't fr- like Frank always deals with his motives so if if something's going along and it helps him that's that's what he really cares about but now it's kind of going in a way even though Mo could still win and even though people are getting behind him I don't think it's it's not Frank's sort of benefit you know he's not really coming out on top uh, I mean ultimately I think he still just cares about the campaign money Oh, yeah. So uh, it's kind of interesting to see how this continues to develop. And, you know, where Frank always gives the the speeches, um, he delivered some great speeches today, the second chance speech. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. I love his speeches. I'm I'm always here and ready for a Frank speech. He's always had, over the years, like... "Mm." Tons of great speeches. Yeah, that would be a fun. Pulls it together. Yeah, a fun montage. Uh, montage to put together. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he does. He has so many moments where he wins people over, and then so many moments where they just absolutely hate him. And it's always absurd, but there's always, the, however, <laughs> how much absurd it is. There's always nuggets of like, huh, yep. interesting. Okay, <laughs> like there's, it's a weird. There's balance. some truth in there. Every yeah. Always, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he's able to take the truth and spin it for his own personal gains. That, yeah, and that that's what he's doing here. That's what he continues to do. But I, I, it's interesting to see how, I don't know, part of him, because Mo is able to also deliver some of a good speech, he feels like he's being overshadowed. Certainly with, um, I forget the woman's name, but the one that was go- going to vote for Wyman because of the, um, the Martin Luther King art gallery. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we need. We need roads, not an art gallery. So um, I, I think he's. it'll be interesting how their relationship develops. They're, I think they're going to turn on each other. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is going to end well. I think he's going to get caught that he's stealing the money or, like, there's this is not a good end. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. If they're playing it based off of, you know, everything that's happening in current, uh, you know, politics. Like, politics. Yeah, thank you. Um He's gonna win because he's the Donald Trump of the Shameless episode. So if we're if we're moving in that direction, something will happen to where he ends up winning, and then they find out that he's, you know, a pedophile Mm -hmm. and that he's doing all of these things, and then it'll become you know this totally different thing. So we'll have to see if they take uh, the real world into the show that literally. Yeah, well, there's there's definitely a thematic through line as far as um, corrupt 
Congress people or, you know, representatives, certainly. Uh, you know, we saw last week with Wyman and Ruiz and all of that, but then also in this episode of them just screwing anything that moves, essentially. Yeah. And what I appreciate at the alibi, even even those guys were like, she looks 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even they know better. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, even they draw the line somewhere. So I appreciate that. All right, speaking of campaign promises, we've got a promise for you, and we will deliver on it. Julia, what promises do we have? Well, at AfterBuzz here, we promise to always deliver the best TV coverage. We like to think of ourselves as the ESPN of TV talk, from dramas to reality TV to competition shows to pretty much every genre you could think of, there's an after show for it, and After Buzz is the place where you need to go to get those uh, <laughs> after shows. And uh, all those genres I, I mentioned are different channels. You can go ahead and subscribe to those channels, because that's going to help us as a network, but it's also going to help you with your viewing experience, because YouTube's really cool. If you subscribe uh, to a channel, it will cater content that you know you already like, it will go in your feed, it'll make your viewing experience so much stronger, and it'll help us as a network to grow. So, please make sure you subscribe to the one, or even more of those channels right now we are on the dramas channel but yeah we switched from comedy to drama because we're getting it you know <laughs> we're a dramedy it's very yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of us uh, cover other after shows as well on different genres so like I said you know subscribe to all of them and if you do we will shout you out on air that way you can say like hey I was shouting <laughs> on that after show and that's pretty darn cool if you ask me so thank you guys. Make sure to subscribe. That's right. And I've been commenting with some of you guys on the good old comments section. So continue to do so. I will continue to comment. Yeah. I'll get these guys to comment as well. They've had busy lives. You know, we like I said, we were getting STDs checked. A lot of things were happening <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. And we're again, back. And honestly, you definitely have no excuses because if you're worried about pesky notifications, you don't want your phone blowing up every single minute, which is understandable. Those are optional, so you don't even have to worry about that. So no excuses, people. Back to you, Phil. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so nice work. <laughs> let's talk about this lip storyline. I, th- I think this is this is going to be the the hardest one to swallow as far as this season. The only thing that's going to trump it is perhaps like the last episode with Fiona, simply because we know kind of where that's headed. Um, no spoilers quite yet. We'll talk about it more in news, but um, anyway, he's taking care of Zan, who he he doesn't even know her. Full name is Alexandra. This is a problem. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where we all we just root for lips so hard. <laughs> we just wanted to do so well, and um, we knew that he was going to steal Zan from the hospital. And uh, you know, he, again, it's they do things because they they think they're doing good or they want to do good, but they also know that it comes with so many implications and and it's illegal and it's wrong. And so we as fans are watching and we're like, oh, God, this isn't going to end well for Lip. And we just, you know, don't want him to end up in jail down a bad path, you know, whatever it is. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, her parents are shitheads. And as of now, I mean, he's giving her better treatment than they ever could. So you kind of want her to stay with him. So it's really hard. It is really hard, but as you said, Lip wants to help everyone, except he doesn't want to help himself, honestly. That's true. That's why we're in this predicament. Um, I think it's very sweet that he wants to be there for her, but he has such a long list of people that he needs to be there for, including this new sponsee. The kitty sponsoring. The kitty sponsoring. (laughs) Uh, I don't know know the right word for that. He needs to be there for him. He needs to be there for so many people, and it's very unfortunate and sad this poor girl doesn't have anywhere to go, but... 
he's a, maybe there is a way for him to be a legal legal guardian. Maybe there's just there's better ways to go at it. And I am sorry. It's just I know his heart. He's a sweet character, mm-hmm. but kidnapping. We're we're so far down the line. What are we season nine? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Flip, come on. You know well, and the way he yeah. did it, too. That was the most horrific thing. Come on. Yeah. You idiot. Yeah. And just hard, too. Like, I thought she was really sweet, you know, before and things that we've seen. And then now to see her, like, stealing the wallet, going down that, that path, too. It's like, oh, I just, at least if he was going to do it, I was hoping she'd be, like, a good girl and they'd have this healthy relationship. But we're not getting that either. He honestly is so self-destructive. And I see this as, self- and yes, he's trying to help someone, but it's complete self-destruction and it really annoys me. Well, he's certainly not had any positive examples, and <laughs> I think I said it a couple of times last season, but Lip to me is the closest to Frank in terms of intelligence, and I think in terms of spirit, and that is what he fears the most, is that if he doesn't do these things, he will be too self-centered and narcissistic and become Frank, and that is what I think he fears the most. Yeah, I agree. But go back to school, Lip. Go back to school. No, I don't think we're getting that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of kids who've gone, gone back to school, Liam Aww. is he, he's writing <laughs> cursive. He knows everything. <laughs> I know. It's great. That one maybe hurts the most because you're like, he's mm-hmm. so young. Who cares if they were taking the token black kid? He's in a good school. He's, like, loving it. He's learning a lot. And uh, he is using his intelligence, though, to his benefit at at public school by grabbing some protection from, you know, the big kid in class. Todd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's, like, from, you know, the movie Benchwarmers, mm-hmm. where the the guy that's playing on this kid's, like, the kid's team is, like, looks 40 years old, and he makes his own birth certificate that says, I am 12 in crayon. <laughs> that's, like, this kid. This kid looks like he's in high school easily, and he's with, like, all, you know, 10-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad Lean's got some protection from Cracker Girl. <laughs> and I really like that he's still wearing, like, a uniform. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the same clothes yeah. every single day. Oh, he's so cute. Anything you guys want to add about Liam? Um, I just like that he has that, that spirit. He's smart enough for to have his survival skills kick in and figure out, okay, how am I going to ski my way out of this? And He still is a Gallagher. Yep. He still has that bit mm-hmm. of Gallagher in him. <laughs> 100%. He knows this is how you survive. you got to make some scams happen and he scammed on <laughs> he sure did although I, I really wanted him to like become friends with the kid that got pushed <laughs> they yeah. struck up a good friendship <laughs> what was his name Tyrell yeah, something yes. along those lines. That was that was the best too. That was very funny. Uh, <laughs> but it seemed like he wanted no part of it. He didn't care. He was he wasn't like, no, it's okay, don't try to make friends. He was like gave him a a nod like thanks bro. <laughs> he did. I'm 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 sort of uh, surprised by that mm-hmm. for sure. All right, uh, let's talk about Fiona and some guy, a.k.a. Brad. Uh, this this went in an interesting direction. I mean, this, the, the, for the past couple episodes, we've seen tension between her and Brad, and it continues to build. You know, is she independent? What are they? And then he ends on this gesture. And you as women... Oh, Ford? Ford. 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 Yeah. Not Brad. Brad's... I'm Brad's sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I was, looked at my paper and I had Brad yeah. at the top. Even yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Ford. Ford. Yes. Uh, I apologize. See? Some guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Ford. 
what do we think of him? Does his romantic gesture make up for any all the past things? Did you guys even view it as confrontational? Was he right? Was he wrong? I don't know. Tell me. I'm like Ian. I need to know. I don't. I don't have an opinion on this one. Ladies, I don't know. I think before we respond, I kind of want to flip the script on you. Uh oh! What? Like, well, because you're your only male in this panel. Do you think that would you? How would you react in that situation? What was he defending her? Was it fair? Like, you know, I want us to screw your opinion. Screw, screw my opinion. Screw. <laughs> well, or screw it. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? screw your opinion. I think not. Go ahead. Go if you have an opinion, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think you no. Know, I, I think he it's it's sweet that he's cautious, but he's never offering any sort of suggestion. He's always just shooting down ideas, shooting down ideas, and it's coming from a place of negativity. She's obviously proven that, yeah, she might not always make the best decisions, but overall, she has a good successful record, especially as of late. And so, you know, just back the woman. Yeah, he's annoying me lately. It's like too much, too much negativity um, for her. She's dealt with that her whole life. She doesn't need any of that anymore. And I would have just rather seen him say, you know, can we just take a week to think about it? You know, it just seems like she does everything so impulsively or so quickly. Like, just because the last nursing home work doesn't necessarily mean this one's going to be, you know, exactly the same. Um, And I think just knowing how Shameless goes and kind of how their conversations were going about how she's supposed to expect at least a 30% return in the first, you know, three months or whatever it was. like They said a year. In a year, okay. That's a little bit, but still, that's a lot. Right, but that's what I mean. I'm like, it's just too easy. All of this is too easy. So something I I expect uh, is going to happen, unfortunately, to Fiona. Yeah, I agree. And I think that he was, I mean pointing out interesting things and those are conversations that needed to be had and the thing is that he was going in all the wrong way is that his emotions were getting in the way and he although he might have had good points those were completely lost because he seemed jealous so I wish that he was mature enough or at least they had a good enough relationship where they could be having these conversations without it seeming like it was a huge confrontation yeah yeah yeah, I want to really, really like him because I was on this team from the beginning, but I, I feel the same. I feel like he has really good points, but the way they're they're brought up and addressed just doesn't seem like extremely healthy for her, her situation. Well, and I feel like, you know, they he was the one that didn't want to put a label on it, so you're not allowed to... Yeah. You created the rules for that relationship. You're not allowed to do that. You're just not. Fair <laughs> enough. He just seems like everything needs to be on his terms. Yeah. Um, but and he clearly work. just doesn't like this guy. Like, they had yeah. some type of whatever. I yeah. think we're going to find out eventually, like, exactly what some happened more, with those I two, so for sure. Yeah. Um, because they both say different things about each other. And that kind of, like, yes, you know. And I think the one thing that really annoyed me most about this whole ordeal is that he was asking her if he could come with her. And then when she was, like, making fun of it, he was upset. And it was kind of like... Yes, at this point, you know who Fiona is. And you damn know that she can handle herself. And if she's put in an uncomfortable situation or whatnot, like, you know she's going to thrive. And she doesn't need a man to protect her. Right. So it was real. That really annoyed me because it kind of made it seem like he didn't know her character. Right. I I, I think, in a way, what's interesting, like, he, he represents that very cool guy that you sort of maybe want to be with like he's the artistic type like he reminds me of a Hemingway or Bukowski that that are just so artistic but but then you know and while they've created great art then they're not going to be more than that and Fiona wants to be more than that and I think I actually don't want them to end up together 
ultimately. I think she she can be without Ford. Okay. Unless it's mm-hmm. with a like car Ford, then. Yeah. <laughs> did you um, did you like the condom rose petals? <laughs> Is that something I, that you would think about doing in the future? <laughs> Uh, I think it's a sweet gesture, but I don't think, like, it, to me, it's not earned. You don't get to buy your way out. All I could think about was how expensive all those condoms were. <laughs> I was like, man, that's an expensive, like, line of rose petals. Yeah, I don't, I, I think, like, it's a sweet gesture, and hopefully it lasts, but I don't think he's the type. It's not like he's all of a sudden going to shut up and, you know, change his opinion on mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but maybe he comes about it in a better way. Mm-hmm. Because uh, to your point, Phil, she was saying, oh, damn, that's a great apology. Was it or was it just a sexual advance, you know? Right. Know. You didn't hear him say sorry. No. It was just like, here's my penis behind this champagne <laughs> bottle. I mean, move the champagne bottle and then we'll all decide if that's a good apology or not. Make it pop at the same time. <laughs> that's right. With your penis. <laughs> pop the champagne with your penis. And now we've gone <laughs> <Hey>, See? <laughs> wow. All right, moving on. <laughs> I've on, missed we so much. Good, I've missed this panel so much, and I've missed making you uncomfortable. Yeah, we <laughs> haven't had a favorite part of the moment, moment really yet, where we've talked about your penis or anyone's penis. Really, and we're so. gonna move on. We're to some news and gossip, baby. Let's oh, get boy. to it. TV news. <laughs> That's right. So last week we talked about Jeremy Allen White's uh, upcoming baby with him and uh, Addison Timlin. Well. Ironically, this weekend they had a baby shower party. Woo! And uh, our good old Shinola Hampton posted a couple pictures um, for us from social media that we will bring up. It's, it, it's now all the cast members, or maybe not all the cast members, but it seemed like a lot of a lot of the cast showed up to support. So there's Shinola with Jeremy. Um, I, I it's love nice that they're all very close. Yeah, I love the it show too. too. It yeah. is for our audio listeners. You get Jeremy is, uh, has his arm around Shinola, and they have a really cute sign that spells out "baby" yes. behind them. <laughs> to see these pictures again, just go to Shinola's, Shinola Hampton's Instagram. You can see it there. Um, so there's there's the uh, some of the cast members along with Addison. Aww, it's awesome how they truly Aww. are friends and they're yeah. really supporting you know people always say that they're like oh it's a great family but you know like acts like these really show everyone's there mm-hmm. every yeah. character everyone probably but emmy because she lives in in new york but yeah even william h macy's there i love that he takes the time to do stuff with mm-hmm. the cast here i mean god he's been acting for so long and it's just so you know successful that you feel like sometimes they you know don't take the yeah. time to like go out or do those types of things and um from what we've heard from the cast and, and everything that's been here is that he's just, like, an awesome guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's been, oh, you know, ten years. It yeah. has. Well, speaking of which, uh, our, our good old Emma, uh, who plays Debs, she had, she came out with an article. Well, she didn't come out with an article, but she speaks about kind of Emmy leaving the show. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's not much there. She's just kind of overall thankful that Emmy has been a part of the show. The, the, you know, she really helped her grow up into kind of the woman that she is now um, and all those kinds of things. So, um, you know, uh, check it out. The uh, The article is somewhere. We're going to pull up the article for you in one moment. Um, uh, but as Phil's saying, just Google it online. You'll find yeah, it. I was going to yeah. say that, that headline will be there. She just talks in support. Indeed. Uh, one of the more shocking things kind of this this season um, that I wanted to let you guys know is that we're splitting up the season. 
So uh, we're going to get 14 episodes in total, mm-hmm. but we're splitting it. So we're going to get seven and seven, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. And so we're going we're gonna to go up until seven. We have a seven. mid-winter break. Yeah, we come back. I don't know the exact date in January, but we come back in January. So it'll be interesting. Um to see that. Oh, the article was for Us Weekly, uh, and she said, a, I'm sorry. Well, that's what we, we just wanted to know. Uh, yeah. us, it's Us Weekly, so go to mm-hmm. search Us Weekly <laughs> and uh, Emma Kenny, and that, that will pop up for you, and there's a great picture of Emmy and Emma. She says that she's a powerful yeah. woman, and, she su- and we support her, meaning the whole cast. That's right. All right, so before we talk about predictions for the 100th episode, let's play a quick round of Spirited Trivia. Oh, boy. Now, I submitted the questions to our engineer. I did not read the questions, although JJ being shameless, she looked at it. Now, whether or not she gets it right, we'll see. (laughs) Wait, until somebody tells me not to peek, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I got to (laughs) peek. And you could have just lied. Okay, well, you can't look at the TV right now either, because we're going to see them. I'm so blind. Me too. I can't read that anyway. All right, so Josh in the booth. Go ahead and... uh... Hey, how's it going, folks? Hey, Josh. All righty. So the first question is, Frank Gallagher finds refuge at which neighborhood bar? The only one where he hasn't been banned. Starting off easy, the alibi. Yeah. Yeah. We'll play as a panel. Oh, sorry, that is correct. Yep. <laughs> and by the way, so we're playing against you, the fans. There we go. So and us versus the fans. And guys, make sure to Don't hop win. into our live chat so you can participate as well. And if you're listening on demand, play along as well. That's right. All righty. So here's the next question. Monica Gallagher bailed on her children when her youngest was only a few months old, leaving all of the children in care of Fiona who had to drop out of high school to care for everyone. However, when Monica reappeared with her girlfriend, Roberta, in season one, she had a, desa- a dastardly ulterior motive. Who, what do Monica and Roberta announce as their plans? They wanted to steal Liam. Yes, that is ding, correct. Ding, 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 ding. Very good. All righty. <laughs> so next question is, which Gallagher child is not Frank's? I now, read this you would, one today. You would, you would think that it's Liam. Mm-hmm. But it's not Liam. It's, it's Ian. It's Ian. Yep. Because that's why he's so crazy. Very good. All righty. Next question is, who struck Karen Jackson with a car, rendering her comatose and permanently destroying her chance at a normal life? <laughs> What's oh her name? God, I oh. miss her. Uh, this is a... Uh, Damn, what was her name? Um, <coughs> black hair. Oh, Mindy. Mindy. Mandy. Mandy. Mandy was Mandy. in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> Milkovich. Milkovich. All right. Last question. We'll, we'll do. All righty. Let's. Is there see. a cash prize? Uh, we, <laughs> I wish. We can always settle one afterwards. No, no, okay. No. I think Josh <laughs> should take his shirt off. All righty. So, last final question. In an attempt to get the house away from Frank, Fiona disclosed that Aunt Ginger had died. Unfortunately, before they could claim the house for the family, their cousin Patrick swooped in on their own fake will and took ownership of the Gallagher house and intended to evict the Gallagher, Gallagher family. What did one of the Gallagher kids do to get Patrick to back off and allow the Gallaghers to remain in their house? Oh, God, I remember Kill that. Kill him? Whole... I don't know. This one I didn't read today. <laughs> I didn't get that far down. I remember that whole situation too, but um, I don't remember the answer to that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. This is the different right. episode of them stealing the old lady. Correct. Okay. I forget. We forget. We were stopped. I, don't they pay this him like, like monthly? Insurance. No. Don't they pay him monthly? Oh no 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 no! Didn't they use? It was like some kind of sexual thing. They they blackmailed him and 
to pretend that he was like hitting on young girls or something. There we go. The actual answer is that Debbie accused cousin Patrick of molestation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. good job. Yeah. Hashtag times up. All right, let's get into some quick spirited predictions. Here. And now you're after us. Predictions. By the way, we'll have more sexy. trivia for you next week. So. Look, Ooh, something look I like the trivia. But, I won't look next week. <laughs> I'll send questions <laughs> that you can't look at. I'll take you off the email. All right, but how about this? Your predictions. You can peek ahead in the future. Oh, man. Anyone, go. I feel something big for um, Debs professionally. Okay. Oh, Interesting. I, I feel, yeah. I feel a big movement for her. Um, I think that... Fiona's gonna uh, sleep with the oh no the um, the, enemy? Con- the other guy the realtor but, yeah. guy or maybe not even sleep with but something's gonna happen or you know the, yeah there's something that's happening with her relationships and and those boys hmm interesting Julia I I don't know if it's a pretty I'm, are we just never gonna talk about the fact that Carl's ex girlfriend was probably murdered. Like, yeah. I think done. that's just I what think. it is. Oh, we yeah. talked about it. Yeah. 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 No, I know we talked about it, but like on the show, it was nope. just that note that you guys moving think on. that is we're moving on. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So one of the things. So next week is the 100th episode. It looks like a Western showdown of just riots and everything. So we'll see. I don't quite know how this all leads into it. I mean, things have been brewing. Certainly, I didn't know, realize to this extent. So we'll see. Um, but it'll be a fun episode for sure to talk about next week, and we will have trivia and more news and gossip. Yay! Thank you guys for joining us. We truly, truly appreciate it. Um, leave a comment in the comment section below, and of course, to interact with us more directly, where can the people follow you? At Haley Clover. At Bonjour Juliet. At JJ Jurgens. And I'm at Phil Svitek, and we, of course, are at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time for another shameless after show. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.